distinguished diplomats, honored guests, and friends. These past several weeks of negotiations have been taxing on us all. But tonight, for the first time in history, we stand at the end of this conflict which has plagued your nations for decades. Mr. President, Mr. Prime Minister, do you have any final words before you sign this historic peace treaty? Balnaz, we could not be happier with this peace you have expertly brokered between our two nations. Every little detail of this conference has been respectful and appropriate. And to think... We were at first skeptical of you. Before I was thinking this cobalt was a slave to a doctore. But she is a serious negotiator, so I take a serious. Let us sign for peace. Thank you, gentlemen. Yes, rumors of my servitude are nothing more than slander. I am a highly educated negotiator and a member of the Cobalt Kingdom's royal family. And so I shorted, 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 I shorted. What is the meaning of this? Uh-huh. Uh, don't worry. Everything is fine. Just let me uh, see what this complete stranger wants. Oh my god! Oh my god! It's like a red snake! Baldas! Ah, ah, Baldas! Bring me some toilet paper! Industrial strength! Datore! What are you doing here? I'm making hot chocolate come out of my body basement! Give me that! No! Oh, such an absorbent document. No! No! Well, settle down, Bonaz. You've just wiped with the most important document of the 21st century! This is unbelievable! <laughs> You should see what I can do with a tube of lipstick. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to episode 29 of Blastro Podcast. Beep, beep, motherfunkers, it's me, Dottore Bellordo, man of science. Back again in the pod chamber here in Chicago, Illinois. Oh, thank goodness I have returned safely and unharmed from my trip to Scotland to defeat the fierce and sinister wyvern. Well, ladies and gentlemen, I'm very happy to be back. And today, joining me in the pod chamber, we have a very special guest, a newcomer to Blaster Podcast. So please give your ears a warm welcome to Sophie Schrand. Sophie. Hello. Welcome to Blaster Podcast. My name is Dottori Baluda. What's your name? My name is Sophie Schrand. My name is... Please don't interrupt. (laughs) Sophie, what's your last name? Schrand. That's spelled S-H-R-A-N as in Nancy, D as in David. Well, hello, Sandy. My, uh, welcome. Who aren't you these days? Oh, goodness. I'm not an athlete. Sure aren't. No, but I have been going to the gym more. What do you do at the gym? I take a lot of classes like Zumba and work with an E and a K. Like an old-timey Renaissance gym where they spell work with an E? 
Yes, I realize that modern work also has a K. <laughs> Did they but substitute it, the, the an E for the O? Yes, and so the K feels different after an E. Is it like a German thing? It's a hip-hop thing. Hip-hop thing. Work it! I don't want to. But thank you for offering. So, uh, Sophie Schrand, you're not an athlete, but you go to the gym. That's who you are, huh? Well, it's who I'm not. Who are you? Ah, <laughs> oh, that's a great. It's a great question. I know. Um, I'm Blasterpod Dottore. I know. You're just making me have an existential moment because it's a big question, Dottore. Who are Dottore? Yeah. Dottore are a scientist, a man of science. Okay. It's easy. I have a tagline. Oh. I have a skin tag as well. We can look at that later. Nope. Okay. Um, I do need to, you know, find a personal brand. Here's a stab. Um, ah! get your shiv out of my blubber. That'll teach you to ask me questions. You're the guest on an interview show. I'll take it. Um, so I uh, am a, a newly minted Chicagoan. I moved here almost a year ago, I guess, from Boston. Mm-hmm. Boston, Mass. Boston, Massachusetts. Actually, we have a lot of blaster apostles in the Massachusetts area. Really? Yeah. Where are they? I don't know. Are they, well, probably in Massachusetts. That's Massachusetts. Yeah. Yeah. In Massachusetts. They're great. We do have a lot of fun named towns in Massachusetts. Example? Like, um, Worcester, which is spelled like Worcester. Worcester? No. It's spelled like Worcester. Is it spelled with an E instead of an O it has and both. a K? It has both. It does not have a K. But it's pronounced Worcester. My favorite town, Woonsocket, Rhode Island. Ew! I know. What does that even mean? I think it's a tribe of some native person that we annihilated, probably. A Woonsocket. A Woonsocket. A Woonsocket. Woonsocket. Sophie! What? Your ghost came out of you a little bit and then went back into you. Oh, sometimes it does that every time I talk about home. When you miss Boston. Sophie! What? What brought you to Chicago? I came here for that gym class, but along the way, I found a science museum that I loved dearly, and I found a theater that I love performing at. I came here partly to study at the Second City, and so that's what I'm doing now. I'm... Graduating from the conservatory soon. Ooh, you're going to get the t-shirt? I hope so. I paid a lot of money for it. It's a sweet t-shirt. Sweet Good. shirt, bro. Good. I can't wait. I heard there's also pizza at the end. Oh, there's pizza. Nice. And Norm Holland will clap you on the back. Oh, I do love his hair. But <laughs> not the rest of them. I love his <laughs> hair and his nails. Things that aren't technically alive. <laughs> yeah, like souls. He is a cool dude, though. He is. I like him a lot. He's great. We're getting real insider here. Sorry, Boston. Uh, We're talking about uh, Chicago improv teachers. We can talk about Boston improv teachers. Nope. All right. So, you moved from the great mushroom of Boston yeah. to the deep dish perts of Chicago. Yeah. How are you settling in? I'm settling pretty well. I think Chicago is like a bigger, more organized, friendlier Boston. Oh. It's flatter, too. So, it's very similar. In all of the other ways that I didn't just mention. Mm-hmm. It's, uh, it's great. People are so friendly here. It's so nice. Like, Are they friendly? What well, about the jerks? There are plenty of them, and there are more of them because Chicago is a bigger city. So I just haven't met them so much, I guess. You know what I like to think? I like to think a stranger is a jerk you just haven't met yet. Oh, Dottore. What a shame. Why? Because I have found that strangers are merely friends. 
perhaps, or people to be wary of, but mostly you could have a great conversation at the bus stop, get on your bus, get off the bus if it gets weird, and move on with your day and you've had an experience. Do you take buses? I don't take buses. I don't like to deal with the hoi polloi. Yeah. <laughs> I take my, I take, I have a small uh, motorcycle that's bird powered. Wow. Occasionally I shut stuff birds right into the gas tank. Uh, it can go like two miles per hour. And I, you know, I'll go to the, I'll go to the market. Yeah. I'll pick up some like wheat germs and other germs and, and I'll bring it home. But mostly I have things delivered. I like to go to, uh, to Peas Pod. You have a very sustainable lifestyle, Dottore. Thank you. Has anyone ever told you that? No. It's a conversation that you could have with someone, perhaps, on your commute. What what commute? Albert commute? Yeah, on your... Yeah, Albert commutes the stranger. Le stranger. I don't like to talk to people. This is true. I don't like to talk to strangers. And yet, you have a podcast. Yeah, I have a podcast. So I can invite... It's a special, exclusive situation. Red red velvet cake type dance club. I have heard this. Where you can only get in by invite. (gasps) Thank you so much. You're welcome. Sylvan, yes. What do you have to contribute to the rich tapestry that is Blastro Podcast? Oh, I, I hope to provide a ray of sunshine into. Don't this. believe it. More sincerity. I, I want to laven things up in this joint. Well, <laughs> adopting the traits of the most sincere people in the, on earth. <laughs> the bit voice. <laughs> the bit voice. Yeah. You want to liven up Blaster Podcast? No. You're going to liven it up with your Second City training. I can. What's the most valuable thing that Second City has taught you? It, you know, it has taught me to um, to go with the flow in more ways than one. And I know that sounds really cliche because it's improv. Oh, wow. But also in terms of expectations and coming into a big city uh, from another fairly big city. But coming into a new city, this is the first time I've lived away from home, really, and feeling like like thoroughly modern Millie with my two suitcases and my bangs just like I'm gonna take on the world and your racially problematic Asian sub-characters yes Yes. precisely it's you know me so well and it's all been uh, in some ways what I expected and in other ways even better and harder and uh, easier and all the you know various all the verbs all the verbs adjectives fuck (laughs) but verbs too it's been um, yep. <laughs> That's a joke from a different podcast. I can't do it. It's been. Yep. <laughs> it's been trying. That's also a verb. Trying. It's been trying to do what? Survive this freaking winter. Oh. <laughs> this freaking winter. I'm still. I'm, re- I'm reeling from it, and it's August, and I'm still thinking about the giant coat I had to buy that I affectionately call the poop coat. Why? Because you poop in it because it's so cold? Do you, you rub the, the moisture all over your body to just trap the tiny bits of bird therms that are present in your shirt? Yeah, it's insulating. Also... I have an insulate deficiency. So. Oh my gosh. Yeah, that's, uh, how, that's how come I got swolled up. <laughs> and that's why your feet are gone. Uh-huh. Uh. Yeah, but I got better than feet. <gasps> rollies! Roll, thank you. Yeah, I got these little rollies. They're pretty sweet. Victory rollies. Yeah, because we don't call them French rollies anymore. No. And no. and ultimately, you had a victory against your disease, so congratulations. Life is a victory against death until death wins. Mm. Oh. oh, boy. But 
Okay, there were so many frozen dead birds this winter. Let me talk about this winter a FDBs. little bit more. FDBs. Yes. Yeah, FDBs. I, you know, it has a totally different meaning in Boston, FDB. What's it mean? Uh, footwear department box. Uh-huh. It's when you have a lot of tiny shoes in a one shoe box, and so you can categorize <laughs> And so you can categorize them by different style and color. But it's all in one shoe box because they're tiny shoes for mice. In Boston, they put a shoe on mouse? Mm. Why? It was part of the rebellion back in the 1700s. The American Revolution? Yeah. Yeah. The American Revolution IPAs. So what am I contributing to the rich tapestry that is Blaster Podcast? We didn't really learn what Second City taught you, other than go with a flow. All right. That's a valuable skill. Do they teach you sketch comedy? Oh, yes. Do they teach you joke comedy? Yes. Do they teach you scrand-up? Yes. They didn't teach you scrand-up. No, that I learned in Scranton. Uh, They did teach me... (laughs) You need to take some Second City classes, Dottore. I learned from the annoyance. Oh. I mean, not the comedy theater. I just learned... From the the uh, platonic ideal of what annoyance is. Yes. That reminds me that there's something I have to talk to you about later when we get into our sciency part. Okay. Okay. Hmm. But for now, what other kind of rivets can you add to the the hull of this great hulking sea vessel that is known as Blaster Podcast? I do love to do some DIY projects. So if Ooh. you've got a ship that needs some re-upholstering or... <laughs> <laughs> the stuffing's come out of my ship. Yeah. Yeah. I'll take care of it. You like to upholster... Are you an upholstered? I I you... have a little padding. You got a little padding? Nah, just kidding. Just kidding. You've been, going to, you've been going to the germ. I've been going to the germ. You've been working yourself. I've been working at the You're zoo. a real skeleton bone, Sophie. Oh, thanks. You're welcome. That's unhealthy. That might be why you're having such a trouble in the Chicago winter. Oh, well. If you look at the Chicagoans, you'll notice as a survival tactic, they've become real plumpies. (laughs) (laughs) The problem is I go to the Lincoln Park export, and so I see all the beauties, all the, all the Beauty bitties and uh, beauty bitties. Is that like a hot granny? Oh, that would be more fun. Beauty bitty. Beauty bitties. Beauty bitty bop. Beauty funky. Beauty bitties. Beauty bitties. Thinking of the beauty bitties. Okay. These are the beauty bitties. What's a bitty? A bitty. A bitty is a mysterious human, female, most likely, who has, in my imagination, no job she has to do. Maybe a kid or two that get put into daycare all the time, so she can do whatever she wants, which is mostly just go to the gym for the whole day, and then do her hair, and have a beautiful life in a Lincoln Park apartment somewhere on the Gold Coast. These are my dreams. So, okay, wait a minute. A biddy, in your mind, Mm. is not like an old lady. Because when I hear biddy, I think of an old lady. Oh, gosh, no. A biddy is, in my mind, a... Hot little thing who wears Lululemon. Lululemon? Yeah. I like to eat the lemon. Yeah, that's yeah. what I would like to do too. So, uh, put it on your butt. You are talking about the inheritors of our capitalistic economy, the people who really are pr- making good with it. I just don't making know. Making hay. Ha- making hay and, and eating it too. Making hay, eating hay, working it all day. Come on down to Lincoln Park Export. Um, <laughs> this is a good. I'm not a rapist, I'm more <laughs> of a scientist. Have you said that before, or did I just get deja vu? Rapist? Yeah. 
I've never said it. I never... Well, unless you're talking about the court hearing, but that was thrown out due to insubstantial evidence. I... The lady became a ghost, you see. I would like... He thinks the lady is the ghost! <laughs> but who says, quoth the biddy. Yes. So you don't like these uh, these uh, affluent ladies who are sculpted out of pure alabaster. Oh, I, no, I don't no. like them because I'm just so curious of them and jealous about them. I think the second one sounds more true than the first one. They're both You don't like something true. that you're curious about. I mean, you don't dislike something you're curious about. You're just curious about it. Uh, Are you look? Did you see God? In I, no, I just saw a book light? on your shelf that I think I have. So you don't like biddies? Oh no, it's not. Oh gosh, Boy, I don't want to talk about podcast. things I don't like. I feel bad now. What a judgmental ass you no, are! No, I know. Ugh. I feel terrible. It's not Bring true. Bring your hate water. No, I would love to talk to them on the bus and figure them out. What would you figure? I would probably realize that they're humans too, and they also have their problems, and none of our lives are perfect. It's not just that my life isn't perfect. Your life isn't perfect. Ugh. Far from it. But it's so good. I, I'm such a whiner. Yeah. You're a real Boston whiner. <laughs> <laughs> isn't that the name of your basketball team? That's our hot dogs. The, oh, of course. The yeah. whiners. Mm-hmm. Uh, as a technical munchkin, what are your interests? Sorry, munchkins. <laughs> Do you mean I am, a, I am a munchkin who is into technical stuff? Or I'm technically a munchkin? It's both. <laughs> Please answer both of the questions. Oh, <laughs> uh, are you being Bane from The Dark Knight Rising? <sighs> That's Darth Vader. <laughs> well, I'm 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 a Star Trek girl. You like Star Trek? Yes. What? Yeah. Are you a girl? Bull yes. Bull yeah. You like Star Trek? Yes. So you weren't doing Bane. You were doing Captain Cork. Yeah. 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 Do your best. I can I can do a good Catherine Janeway. Who's Catherine Janeway? You might know her from Orange is the New Black as Red. I don't know that. All right. She is She's the captain the, of the Voyager. Yeah. The Voyager manuscript. She is. She's the only captain of the Voyager. So why do you like her? Cuz she's the Scully of she, Star Trek. Because she's she's the rough and tumble lady captain who don't take nothing from nobody. She like the George W. Bush of Star Trek. <gasps> Maybe. Ooh. But that's getting along those topical lines, and I don't have a very good George Bush impression. Nope. But you do have a good Captain Game Game James. <laughs> do Captain Gangway. I could sandbox. Get out of Sophie, stay on the podcast. I'm here. Ugh. I This is really the like You're po- editing it. Pulling feet. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, this is why I edit the podcast for eight hours. I just want to make you do more work, Dottori. Because of you. Yeah, as if you I don't, it. As if I don't have enough on my plate. Ugh. I'm... Ugh, you've got a gefilte you have to eat before you can go to bed. Or, I can't tell if you're Jewish or a mystical wizard lady. <laughs> Did you just cast a hex on me? You'll find out I'm when sorry. you go to bed if you have to eat your fish. Did you cast a hex on me? Hex! <laughs> Sorry, Jews. That's me. The mighty Jews. I'm one of them. You're a Jewish person? I am. I'm a cashew. Boy, here we go. All right. All right, tell me about the spirit. I'm a cashew, which means my my mom was brought up Catholic, my dad was brought up Jewish, and uh, neither of them really liked either one very much. Either one of each other? So that's how the divorce happened. Yeah. They're happily married 
they're probably listening. Hi, Mom and I, Dad. They're not listening currently. They asked me if I would send them the video of this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> they're going to be sorely disappointed. I know. They're like, send us the link so we can watch it. I can't wait to see it. Sofala, you look so pretty in the podcast. <laughs> it's an audio medium. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. It's a criticism. How's the gym going? Are they waking you <laughs> with an E? I hope so. With a K as well. I hope so. With a K. Yuck shamash. Is there an H? Oh, I have to cut all of this out too because <laughs> it's so offensive to Jewish people. <laughs> so your your murder is a cash up. Your father is a is a a, a, a Jewishman. Yes, and my mother is also a Swede. Really? And an Irish. All right. Together. Together. <laughs> they figured out how to unite forces? They did. Both countries very confrontational. Yeah. But they found each other and they made peace. Oh. Uh, then, then are they... you religious? Mm. That's a no. <laughs> no, I'm not religious. I I guess I I would be mostly... Spiritual? I was going to say agnostic, but yeah. Well. <laughs> <laughs> I think that... Uh, so there's a phrase that um, a little science takes you away from religion, a lot of science brings you back. Have you heard that? Of, co- I, of course I've heard it. I read all the science journals. I know. I read nature. You I do. read nurture. I read mature. You read immature? <laughs> it's, it's a journal for older scientists. <laughs> Big font, you see. Ah. Jam. Jam panning. Jam panning. That's when you pan for jam. Is, is jam panning that child actress that's in all the movies? Yes, she's named after the old pastime. To pan for jam. Yeah, it's real hard because it's got all jelly. What, well, yeah. jelly, you sift through the jelly to find the jam. When I did my summer externship in the Bermudas Triangus, mm. uh, I just... You're back! I'm amazed. Thank you. Mm, You're back is nice as well. Thanks. <laughs> got a lot of tats on there. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, we used to pan for jellies. Oh. Yeah, they sting you. Yeah. Yeah, bad. There are some that glow. Yeah? I found them once in Boston. That you found a glowing, you found a glowing jellyfish? Yes, in Marshfield, really. What was it doing in the cool waters of Boston? That's a great question. We actually were really worried about it. You were worried about a jellyfish. (sighs) Oh, boy. Hey, heard of a man of war? Doesn't sound like an agnostic to me. Heard of a man of war? Yeah, that's a kick-ass band. Yeah. They're scary. They're What's... worth being scared of. They're metal music. Terrifying. It makes me anxious. Everyone's gonna be deaf. Just everyone calm down. Are, you t- are we yelling. talking about the fish or the metal, metal band? Metal band. You jumped right onto metal band. I have a... It's a sensitive subject. <laughs> like, um... Yeah, your toes. The bottom of your foot. Your toe is the bottom of your foot. Yeah, the toe and, like, the bottom of your toe and the bottom of your foot is sensitive. Is that it? It also gives me the heebie-jeebies. The heebie-jeebies? The herbie-jeebies. You, your toes give you the, the fear? The jeebies The Your toes give you fear? It, no, just the idea of, I can't reveal this secret. Like a I... metal, like, <laughs> spike getting in between ah! your toes? No, like, like a, like a muscle snapping. Oh, uh, like a tendon? Ah! Accidentally snapping? <laughs> All right, I gotta go. All right. <laughs> Don't snap your toes on the way out. I hate you. <laughs> Thank you. I have a lot of fun here. <laughs> <laughs> Mark, I mean, oops. <laughs> Sophie!
Thank you for being on Blaster Podcast today. Thank you for having me. You, uh, the thing that we should know about you is that you're not only a human being, you're also a person of science. It's true. It's true. Yes. And today I... we are going to be dealing, we are going to be dealing with the very serious science of the adolescent mind and how it develops. But Sophie. Yes. Of course you know. Yes. That we cannot simply discuss an issue of such significance without properly testing and punishing you with the episode 29 all about the adolescent mind lightning round review brought to you by Britos. We put the A back in carbohydrate. Sophie, do you know how the lightning round review works? I do. Good. Then I'm going to ask you questions. I'm going to just shit them right out into your ears and you're going to shit the answers back out of the microphone. Here we go. Who's the number one? What? I thought that was the question. I thought you said, who's the number one? Who's the number one? Me. Correct. Question number two. Yes. To take a video of the human barn, scientists use an fMRI. What does the F stand for? Functional. Correct. Question number three. The prefrontal cortex helps inhibit blank. Bad judgments. Correct. Question number four. Does a synaptic pruning happen when teenagers ha- smoke weeds? Mm, yeah, I can. Question number... F- correct! Question number five! Why are teen angers more likely than adults to engage in risky biscuits? Because of their limbic systems! Correct! Congratulations, Popey! You have corrected all of the crestrons! And as a recognition prize, you've won yourself a canister of luxury bandages! Yes, luxury bandages. Emulate your favorite celebritoads the next time you rip your skin in twain with these designer artisanal gauze tethers. They'll bind your shining, tacky, steak-like viscera together before exposure to the wind entices the wanton meat lust of carrion crows and other detritivores. Luxury bandages. You'll never leave home. I need those for my feet. For when you get a tendon snap? <laughs> tendon snap! Brought to you by Tendon Snaps. Risky cousin of ladyfingers. <laughs> <laughs> we got it. Okay. Sofa! Yeah. Great job! Well done with that lightning round review. Thank you. Do you feel th- thoroughly reviewed? I do. I also feel electrified. Ooh! Yeah. <laughs> Foreshadowing. <gasps> well, Sophie, today we are here to talk about adolescent brain development. Now, I understand this is a subject you're... Why'd you cringe like that? Because I moved and I didn't want to make a sound. Oh. I understand this is a subject you are somewhat familiar with. What's your background in knowing about the adolescent mind, Gru? Yes, I have a degree in behavioral neuroscience. What does even that mean? Uh, it's kind of like why we do what we do based on our brain and what's going on in there. What's going on in there? Oh, so much is going on in there. So I had a, a gamish of chemistry, biology, psychology, anatomy, calculus... How did calculus have to do with the human barn? Great question. I don't know. I figured it out later. Uh, We all, because we all move in parabolas. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Sometimes I'm parabolized by fear. Exactly. Because of my anxiety. Yeah. That's geometry in your brain. Oh. Calculus is applying numbers to those movements. Numbers to nature. Shows how much I remember my calculus. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> Sofa, hmm. we're here to talk about the adolescent mind. Apparently, a teenager's mind, yeah. brain, is different than an adult burn. It is. How so? Oh, man. Okay. So, the adolescent brain is changing, which makes sense because adolescence is a time of change. Uh, the human brain is size-wise pretty much mature by the time you're six or seven years old. Uh, it's not going to 
physically grow that much more. It's not going to look much bigger. But what's going on in there is changing a lot. Our brain develops as we age kind of based on its evolutionary creation. But with a child that's seven years old, the house of their brain, the outside has already been constructed, but the inside is still being redecorated. Essentially, the brain, you can think of it kind of like a... Eggo waffle. Yeah, like a waffle cone of ice cream. Okay. With three different scoops. Oh, a Neapolitan. Precisely. Yeah, pick whatever flavor you want, whatever order. Thank you. Go ahead. Olive. Uh Uh-huh. Knuckle. One more. And strawberry. Beautiful. So you have your ice cream cone. Thank you. On that bottom flavor, what is that, olive? Olive. That is your brainstem, what we also sometimes call the lizard brain or the reptile brain. (laughs) Yeah, that's got all of the stuff you need to live, like breathing and your heartbeat. These are autonomic functions controlled by the brainstem. So that evolutionarily is the oldest part of the brain. Then we've got our second scoop. Knuckle. (laughs) Thank you. The knuckle flavor, if you will, for you, Dottore. I'm surprised being from Boston, you haven't tasted knuckle yet. (laughs) Like I said, I've only met friendly people here so far. Uh, So the second scoop is the limbic system. That is the emotional center. It's where memory happens. Uh, It's where reward and pleasure all take place. And that is the second evolutionary scoop. Um, On top of that... So, Starberry. Yes. So that's where we went from just mammals to the primate brain, and we added on a cortex called neocortex. What, is a cor- what does cortex mean? Oh. Is that like um, where the USS Enterprise flies into, and it's a ribbon in space-time, and you can go to your pleasure land? And for uh, Captain Picard, weirdly enough, it was like 18th century uh, Christmas time. You got it. And they're like... Hello, Papa. What are you doing here? And and then he was looking in through the window at the same time because he was stuck in that ribbon. And at one point he was in a log cabin Mm -hmm. and he was just so happy that he didn't want it to end. And then it did, I think. Yeah. Yeah, that was sad. Yeah. All good things, my friend. Yeah. I I really liked that episode, but it also made me feel a little... That episode that was like two hours long and that was screened in movie theaters? (laughs) (laughs) That was a pretty good episode, Star Trek Generations. You caught me. Yakuza! But I did watch the movie. I just called it an episode that one time. Um, So the third layer is the primate brain. Yeah, the neocortex. That's where we make a lot of connections uh, that allow us to be basically sentient, that let us know we are here and we have a brain and we have relationships and we have uh, plans and thoughts and all that stuff that makes us who we are podcasts are are here because of the neocortex. The neocortex. Mm -hmm. Thank you, neocortex. And then what you can do is add a little cherry on top or whatever topping you like. What's what's your favorite topping, Dottore? Probably flavor crystals. Perfect. The flavor crystals that are on the very tip top of that ice cream cone, that's our prefrontal cortex. That's what makes us really uniquely human. So evolutionarily, it is the newest part of the brain. The reason I'm telling you all this is because it has to do with how our brains develop as we age. When we're born, we've got a brain, but a lot of it is still being formed. And it's kind of from that first scoop on up to the flavor crystals. So by the time you're about, by the time you're born, your brainstem, ready to go, fully formed, everything's going on. Full throttle. Full throttle. Yeah, Yeah, gone in 60 seconds. Absolutely. Starring Nicholas Crage. That would be a very easy labor. That would be incredible. If your baby was dead in 60 seconds. <gasps> if your baby came out in 60 seconds, Satori. Doesn't have to come out alive, sister. 
That's true, in which case your brain's not going to develop anymore and we're done with the podcast. That's pretty easy. <laughs> easy business. Detore's <laughs> labor clinic did not do well when we tested it with market audiences. Ah, I... We said, we guarantee your delivery will be gone in 60 seconds. Yeah. Moms weren't crazy about that. Did you offer No complaints incentives? from the kids. What? Oh. Did we offer incentives? Incense? Yeah, that's what that's what you got to do in, in research studies is offer them something to take home, like money or gum. Yeah, they got a water bottle. Oh, well. It said, keep hydrated, lady. That would Better be... luck next time. That I'll would see be... you in 10 months. <laughs> <laughs> I'm shocked you didn't get more, more takers. Uh, so, uh, by the time you're about six or seven, the limbic system, that middle part, that knuckle flavor, is... <laughs> I hope people tune in right at this moment where I'm calling the brain a knuckle. It's a podcast. Yeah. If they are tuning in, quote unquote, tuning in, like into the last uh, quarter of the podcast, something's wrong. With iTunes. With iTunes. So the limbic system is fully formed, full throttle, by the time you're about six or seven years old. Gotcha. That's your emotional center. And it makes sense when you think about it. Have you, do you, if you can remember back to a time when you were six or seven. Oh, yes. When I was living in Bologna, Italy, I was a precocious young lad. I would devour my father's tomes on science and learning. Yeah. Literally. Yeah. And you must have really wanted it. You said? I had pica. You had pica. Oh. Well, there you go. So you had an impulse. You had an impulse. You really wanted to eat that thing. Maybe the part of your brain that said, "Mm, books aren't food. Uh, You know, not fully developed yet. Mm. Not able to compete with that limbic system that really wants that book. Yum, yum. Yeah. Also, you had pica, which is a, a disorder. So, you know, that's a different scenario that's a different bolly walks it is bolly walks it's a totally different box it's a different of belly wax. yeah it's a different box of cracks <laughs> so by age six or seven you have got a fully functional limbic system thank you however your prefrontal cortex those flavor crystals on top that let us have planning and judgment and forethought that is not fully formed until you're about 25 years old. What? I know. Get out of here. It's crazy. By the 20 to- time I'm 25 years old, I can drive a car. I can go to the, into the U.S. military. I can go on my first mission trip to Israel to see, see the Wall of Wailing and the Chamber of Secrets. <laughs> and that would be a great time to make those decisions because you'd be doing it probably with a fully functional prefrontal cortex. Oh, thank you, prefrontal cortex. Exactly. Uh, in fact... Oh, I'm getting ahead of myself. <laughs> Get it? Ooh. Um, <sighs> if you've ever made a dumb decision and then smacked your forehead, uh-huh. it's almost like you're trying subconsciously to activate your prefrontal cortex because that's where it is. It's right there in the forehead. It's right in the place where you get hit with a frying pan from your old lady in a 1950s style fight. Exactly. Maybe 1940s. Honeymooners-esque fight. She knew what she was aiming for. Mm-hmm. My mm-hmm. prefrontal cortex. Precisely. Okay, so prefrontal cortex. Yeah. Very important. Yeah. Develops in the adolescent mind. Doesn't finish developing till your age 20 or 5. Yeah, pretty much. More or less. It's a range. But uh, basically, this is what allows for adolescence to happen. It's a time where you're really emotional. You're making some uh, decisions that you might perhaps wonder about later. If you've ever looked back on your adolescence and been like, oh, why did I do that? What was I thinking? You weren't really thinking. You were feeling it. So is that why they don't let kids get tattoos? Tattoos? Uh, uh, Tatai? Yeah, yeah. That's one of, uh, you know, a lot of reasons why uh, various rules are in place, I assume, like the drinking age and smoking age and legal limits for 
gambling and uh, buying P O R N. Also, P that, that drugs P E R N. If you're at the gym. Oh, it's, it's pretty good. <laughs> Thank you. Um, the dragons of Pern. The, yeah, you can't do that until your prefrontal cortex is fully formed. Please. And yet, and yet, uh, people drink underage. They uh, do lots of things that are technically illegal because that's that risk-taking behavior that is totally evolutionarily ingrained in adolescence. So limbic system yeah. says, hey, do things impulsively. Prefrontal cortex says, whoa, 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 slow down, bro, bad idea. So it's kind of a buzzkill. Yeah, it kind of is. Limbics is kind of fun. Well, yes. The prefrontal cortex can also be kind of awesome because you can be like, I know that I want to do X, Y, and Z, and so I'm going to plan out how I'm going to get to that goal. It's a long-term goal thing. Uh, limbic system is, yeah, it's it's the joyride. It's like, I want this. I want it right now. This is going to be awesome. I love this. Or, alternatively, I hate this. I'm afraid of this. I never want this again. So it's very, very emotional. Hmm. It's really emotional. Yeah. What is Grey Monster? Uh, um, <laughs> are you talking about the green monster at Fenway Park in Boston, Mass? I don't know where those are. Is that sports? Yeah. What's a green monster? <laughs> a green, the green monster is the big wall at the back of Fenway Park that, you know, the goal is if you hit, not the goal, goals are in soccer. Um, you can have goals in life too. If you don't listen to your limbic system. Yeah. If you just let your prefrontal cortex be your guide. What is gray matter? Gray matter. Gray matters. Um, gray matter is the part of the brain that really... Hold on. Are my, you looking for your my notes? Hip, yeah, my hip really hurts. I just have to move it real quick. Ah, oldest guest. <laughs> there we go. Ooh, 26. Ah, my prefrontal cortex is functioning so well. Um, can you still hear me? Can you? Can you? hear? Okay. You're the worst guest! <laughs> Um, uh, what is gray matter? Gray matter is the part of the brain that really involves most of the, the neuron's body, so nerve cells. Neurons have a cell body. They've got a dendrite that receives information, the, uh, the body of the neuron that processes it, and then the axon, which sends out information and makes new connections to oh. other neurons. The gray matter involves a lot of uh, dendrites, um, neuron cell bodies and axons that aren't myelinated. Myelinated. Yeah. Oh, the myelin sheath. Yeah. A sweet conductive protein. It's so true. Wait, so, it's also made so, of fatty lipids. Thank you. Mm-hmm. So kids don't have the myelin sheath that helps conduct thoughts and electrical signals? Well, uh, they're being built. They're being created. That's how we have a ton of of growth in the brain as we develop. So neuronal growth happens throughout your life. Um, new connections are made. New cells are formed. Uh, so myelination, the act of putting that myelin sheath on the axon so that it can send a signal super fast, woo, woo, uh, happens throughout your life. It happens a whole lot during that growth period of adolescence and childhood. You may have heard of gray matter pruning or synaptic pruning. Synaptic pruning. One yeah. of my favorite of the types of pruning. It's true. <laughs> okay. One of my favorite types of prawning. Fishing I think prongs. you mean perning. I do. I mean perning. What is synaptic perning? Synaptic, synaptic perning is a process that happens um, also in adolescence. It's kind of the use it or lose it phenomenon. It means that as your brain is developing, 
it's got that finite size, right? It's not going to change size so much. So if there are any connections that aren't being used, they got to get out of there to make your brain, to make way for new connections that you are using. It basically just makes the brain more efficient. It's like corporate downsizing inside your own brain. Yeah, it it turns... So you start out, you can think of your brain as sort of a an ambling country road with lots of little turnoffs here and there and all these beautiful little sights. Is there a Cracker Barrel? There could be. There's a Cracker Barrel. There better be a Cracker Barrel. There could be a Sonic. There a could, Hedgehog? Yeah, and all of his friends, right? He has friends? Yeah, Tails and Knuckles. There we go. Does he taste like ice cream? I've never tasted a video game character but I would imagine so. Yeah? Is yeah. that is that why he's your favorite flavor? Or well, your second favorite flavor? My favorite is Dr. Robotnik because he's spherical and hates all life forms. Then why did you pick strawberry? <laughs> I mean, it's a, it's a classic. Okay. That's fair. Um, so, uh, so you've got that brain that starts out as an ambling little country road, very peaceful. And then it kind of ends up as a superhighway with very few exits. It's very efficient. Oh. Yeah. No exit. No exit. It's like going to Washington, D.C. in your car, automobile. Yeah, or like watching a Sartre play. Yeah, just like watching a Sartre play. Also sometimes called Sartre, which is a funny way to say it. How do you say it in Boston? Fart. (laughs) Actually. We got that. Fat. What did you call me? (laughs) I called you a fat. Fat. If I... If I, but. Listeners at home, I would like you to please pause this program and say the word fart like a Bostonian. Fat. How will they know when to unpause it? You can unpause it after you've said the word fat. Okay, here's the plan. Mm-hmm. On the count of three, you're going to pause the program. You're going to say fart like a Bostonian. Fat. Stop. And then you're going to wait for th- three seconds, and then you're going to deposit. it. That was the number three, right? Right. Ready? Three seconds. A, B, three. A, three. Ichi, two. She, fart. Wow, best episode. (laughs) Synaptic pruning turns your brain from a country chode into a highway. Right? Yeah, it does. Uh, However, that is very. It's very important. It's sort of why. Well, it is why it's really great if you're going to learn multiple languages to learn them when you're young. Uh, if you're going to learn a, an instrument or a sport, all those skills. Or how to play drums. How to play drums. That's totally a sport. Um, <laughs> it's harder to learn those things when you're an adult, right? It's really hard. That's why we got like Rosetta Stone and Muff Mouse or whatever. <laughs> <laughs> that Muzzy Muff. Muzzy. Muzz- I remember Muzzy. Haven't checked out Muff Mouse yet. <laughs> I think it's the knockoff. <laughs> it's the generic brand of Muzzy. It's less expensive. Have you listened to Muffed Movies? That's the one where you learn French. Mm-hmm. You yeah. learn French from my idiot roommate and his friend Andy. Yes, as yes, they yes, yes. Yell swears into the microphone. Yeah, and it's really hard to learn those swears as an adult because a I lot of that so. synaptic pruning makes it harder to uh, to make that new connection. What's the latest swear you've learned? The first thing that comes into my mind is shitpox. That's a disease. Did you say you, pox? Shitpox. Yeah. That's a disease you get where it boils, Ouch. pop, and then shit comes out. <sighs> mm-hmm. Yeah. Is that what happened to you earlier? What do you mean? What happened earlier? When you ruined world peace? Did that happen yet? Or oh, you, you mean when I sharted? Yeah. No, that was just a conventional shart. Oh, it happens. At a convention. I have it every month. 
at conventions or around the full moon oh gosh i'm so sorry why isn't everybody like that you don't poop until once a month uh, and then it all comes out in like a hot molten bolt <laughs> that like would, buckshot that would be a blessing and a curse is it, is a blessing is is every blessing a curse for somebody else i think so like one man's junk right yeah one man's junk that's a real curse for a lot of ladies. <laughs> but for one man, it's a treasure. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I'm glad we talked so much about the adolescent mind. Cool. I, I have more things to say. What else do you have to say? Uh, that the... Oh, gosh. Well, I'm, I'm glad so... you have so many things to say, <laughs> I have you so... fucking charlatan. I have so many things, I don't know where to start. <clears throat> um, so, Dottore, have you ever been a kid? A goat? Yeah. I was a child. Remember when I grew up in Bologna, Italy, I would eat all those books? Yes. For tum-tum time? Yeah. And how about now? You're uh... I'm a man. Great. I'm so, a grown man. Do you remember the time in between where you were changing from a kid glove into a, an adultery? Uh, do I remember my teenage years? Not extensively. All right. Am I supposed to? <laughs> oh, well, sure. Uh... Our memories are still forming, so that's that's fine. Um, however, Stop if you it. have traumatic events... Well, no, I don't want to talk about that. Let's talk about teenage trauma. What are no. some great traumas? List your top ten traumas trauma. teenagers go through. <laughs> One, acne. Two, friends. Three, lack of friends. Four, school. Five, locker time. Six, acne. Seven, vegetables. Eight, uh, your mom. And ten, no, <laughs> your dad. Nine, math. You had a lot of trauma, didn't you? <clears throat> I was speaking generally. I want to know what the traumatic vegetable situation was. <laughs> if you think about it from an evolutionary perspective, which I love to do, it makes a lot of sense. Even though it's really tough to be a teenager, it's a really emotional time. You, you've got a whole bunch of body changes at the same time, so like hormones are crazy. You're getting taller. You're getting wider. I turned and... from an oval into a sphere. Exactly. It is rough, man. Being a teenager, ugh, tough time. Um, along with that, you've got all these brain changes. So you've got all these emotions that are running wild, um, really taking charge. But evolutionarily, it's there for a reason. Obviously, you've got to get from point A to point B. You've got to get from kid to grown up, and that's part of it. But the, the risk-taking behavior, even though we associate the word risk with negative stuff, and a lot of times it is, and it can be, uh, adolescence primes you for addiction it primes you for car accidents uh just behaviors that are going to get you in a lot of trouble teen pregnancy is a problem you know blah 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 um but it also helps you fly the nest that is important because as you get older and you reach sexual maturity you have to be more independent get away from the family so that you can find a mate and that's how you progress your species can't mate with your family no in fact there is oh man there's all this cool stuff about uh hormones that suppress um basically your body suppresses puberty to prevent incest huh yeah uh girls who have there are studies that have shown girls who have a very close father-daughter relationship yeah. go through puberty a little bit later than girls who don't um conversely girls who have uh a stepfather or um, like a mother who has a bunch of boyfriends around will go through puberty a little bit earlier. Um, Gross. Yeah, it's just a hormonal thing. It's evolution. It's not, it, it takes into account nothing about our societal 
decisions because that happens on a much, much faster scale. So adolescence really is, well, it's been argued it's kind of a social construct because in other cultures and in generations past, you're a grown up when your body is ready for you to be a grown up. But we've got this adolescence period where we get to be kind of like take our time. Get a little bit of responsibility. Yeah. Get a little bit of independence. But you still get to eat at the family table. Yeah, exactly. You're yeah. not totally pushed out of that. And this is a, a gross generalization that I'm making, of course, about society. Because every family is different. But but that's how my family worked. I got a nice little cushion. It was mm-hmm. really nice. My parents were great. Thanks, Mom and Dad. Listeners out there. um so it's a time of a lot of risk because the reward pathway is so strong in your limbic system um and because of synaptic pruning those connections that you make will stick that use it or lose it phenomenon will carry over no matter what decisions you're making whether it's learning a new language learning piano or using heroin those connections will stick and if you're making those connections it means that you are going to lose other ones Oh. Yeah, so that is part of the the unfortunate real staying power of addiction um, in adolescence. But it's also a time of tremendous opportunity. You're really open. You are you, you have all these new connections that you're making, um, and you're really passionate about it because that emotional center is so strong and that reward pathway is so strong that you find something that you really like and you feel so strongly about it. You fall in love and you're like, no one has ever been in love the way I'm in love right now because it's all this incredibly exciting stuff. But then you grow up and your (laughs) prefrontal cortex crushes that (laughs) stupid, immature emotion and you become a corporate drone just like the rest of us. Oh, Oh, thank God. It's just the worst. Thank God. And that's what we aspire to, right? That's the end goal. That's point B. Point B. That's, That's where we go. This is awful. You got to do something that bothers me, but not you. I have my feet on your couch, and I am shocked that you have not said something. You would think. Yeah. Yeah. I'm proud even, of you. I didn't even think of it. Hmm. Maybe it's because the it couch is made out of skin. Oh, gross. I'm thinking about that. <laughs> Man. Do you want to talk about more things? Wait, I haven't told you the best the the best part. Uh, I wish I was dead. This is just one takeaway that I want you to have. It's a gift. Takeaway food. It's a gift from me to you in the form of one word, and that word is neuroblast. What? I know. What's a neuroblast? A neuroblast. Get this. How perfect. A neuroblast is an immature nerve cell. Neuroblast. It's immature and it's a nerve. I like it. I like it. The neuroblast can have a place of honor here in the pod chamber. Yeah. We need to collect some more neuroblasts. Yeah, you'll be collecting them for a long time. Why? Because I'm an immortal? Mm-hmm. Have I been bitten? Yeah, you've been bitten by the... Vampire? By the nerve bug. Nerve bug? <laughs> yeah. It's a horrible autoimmune disease. I'm so sorry you have 24 hours. Wait, I thought you said I was going to live a long time. In the universe. Stop touching my furniture. But what could, are you... T- I could sand it. Now this desk is mine. Virtual realty goggles secured? Check. Invasive earbuds? Check. Cranial colander? Check. All right, scientist, it looks like you're prepped to take a frantastic voyage into a virtual construct of my mind escape. Yeah. Why are we doing this again? For science! Yeah, I feel like there is a safer, more traditional way to assess the development of your brain. But this is virtual ways. Like in that movie... Which movie? The Lawn Mormon. Wasn't that a horror movie? Look, 
Sylvie, if there were any other way, I'd be the first to say, hey, let's cancel this dangerous and untested form of brain exploration. But this is cutting-edge shit, man! Now, are you going to be a scientist or a Nobel Prize winner? Nobel Prize. Too late! Taste the lightning! inside my mind. Well, you threw the switch, and then there was a flash of light, and incredible pain, and then I woke up. But what did you see, man? Nothing. You just shocked me until I passed out. But was being on Blastro Podcast more or less fun than being electrocuted in the brain? Uh, more. Well, there you have it, folks. Science educators and neurological researchers agree. Blastro Podcast is more fun than a shock to the brain. Thanks for listening, and have a safe drive home. What? I can't. I'll throw up. (laughs) (laughs) Sophie! Yes? We sure did learn a lot about the human burn. Yeah. Do you know what time it is, Sophie? It is. uh, Your computer has erased the time. The pod chamber? Your pod chamber has erased all time. And my uh, little Victoria's Secret hair tie just says... This is really good podcasting. Hashtag crazy for pink. Ugh. I know. Is that a vaginal thing? It's a, or an anal thing. It, oh my goodness! It's a Victoria's <laughs> Secret brand, but it is kind of gross. <clears throat> they gave it to me for free. I didn't buy it. You want to know what time it is? I'll tell you what time it is. What time is it? It's time for plugs. It's time for plugs. It's time for plugs. Not drugs, but plugs. Pugs? Give me a hug. Pugs? Don't. I love plugs. I don't care what you love. It's time for plugs, motherfucker. Is this where I get to tell you about the things that I love? No, you're not plugging things you like. You're plugging things that you are you are interested in my internude audience consuming. I just assume I would also like those things. What? Pugs? Yeah. That I want people to see the things that I like. Do you want to plug an animal? Oh my god. Gross. <laughs> you just said you're plugging pugs. You you, you human paperweight. You, Sophie. You human detritus. You t- You're infectious human waste. Disgusting. I don't want to plug any animals. Thank you very much. But you know what? You do you. Like, I'm not judging. That's totally fine. Do your thing. Hey, you mean a you like the four-legged animal? Oh, no! (laughs) Oh, caught me again. You Do You is a new bestiality (laughs) website rolling out from the creators of Blastro Podcast. (laughs) What if it's two yous? Oh, oh, then it's consensual. Yeah. Well, same species. Not (laughs) correlated. Isn't that what consensuality means? Sure. No. You no. Listeners, no. No means no. <laughs> Cut. <laughs> Beep. You do you. Uh, it's time for plugs. What if it was yous going to a university? You do you. And it was a sheep in college. That would be great. Huh? Yeah. Well, it's not that. time for... It's not... I'd, I'd, it's not time I'd, for pitches, I'd plug Sophie. In. It's time for plugs. Hmm. Do you have anything you'd hey, like to... a plug starts as a pitch. Yeah. And I'm throwing you one fastball after another! All right. So, nothing to plug then? I would like one plug, please. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Um, I think I know how YouTube works. I have a YouTube channel. That's the correct term, yeah? Yep. Great. Uh, you can find stuff there. It's called Life in the Fast Brain. 
which is so appropriate for this podcast theme. You guys, I promise I do talk about other things uh, sometimes, but uh, but yeah, I I have a lot of like fun little uh, science videos that also incorporate my theater background. Life in the fast brain. Life in the fast are brain. Are there videos up on there now? There are that they could check out. There are. There's one that. It was from last year. I was in the Mutual of Omaha's Wild Kingdom Search for the Next Wild Guide, and they had international submissions for the the guide of their next big TV show, and I my video made it to the top 12. Hello. And then they were like, nope. You were like a wild apostle. Yeah. Yeah. And then I was cut down like the J-Man himself. You were cut down from the nut down. Ha! <laughs> That's why you're a lady. Yeah. And that's And a why. cashew. And a cashew. And a it's and a an ice cream scoops. You're a real knuckle scoop. Thank you. Ugh. Alright. <laughs> <laughs> Beep. Live from the in the fast brain. L- life. life. Life in the fast brain with Sophie Trand. Sophie Tran. Enough about that. Let's get to the real plugs. If you like Blaster Podcast, be sure to check out my idiot roommate Mark Soloff on a special spin-off Blurry Photos episode known as Bullstone. He sits around with the Davids from Blurry Photos Podcast and talks about time travail. Yes, Sophie? I listened to that series, and it was good. You listened to Blurry Photos? I did. Do you know those guys from the improv community? No, I listened to your podcast. Oh, you listen to the Blaster Podcast with the Blurry Photos guys on it? Yeah. I gotcha. I listen to your things. I had a misunderstanding. That's okay. Uh, if you like Blaster Podcast, be sure to rate, review, and recommend to a friend. I'd appreciate it. We need to grow our listenership. I need to do that. You need to listen to Blaster Podcast? I listened. I need to rate, review it, and recommend it to a friend. You certainly do. You have lots of friends. T- thank you. You're welcome. Friends are a gift you give yourself. It's true. I've only been here a year. I would like more. Get more. Go, go get more. Okay. Okay. You want to go gotta work. get it. You got to work it. That's why I go to the gym. Yeah, I work it. I want to be friends with the biddies. Yeah. You should You should push this podcast on the biddies. Oh, I wonder. They definitely have iTunes. They'd have an opinion about it. Mm. That's for sure. Yeah, they would. Also, if you have questions or comments for Detore, follow me on Twitter at AskDetore. Go ahead. Ask me some AskDetore questions. We'll really ramp up the questions. For next month's microsode. Uh, speaking of microsodes, uh, uh, next month there will be a microsode. Uh, but stay tuned, stay peeled to your computer, never leave it. P- pee and poo in your own desk chair like an animal. Actually, animals use the corner. Uh, once a month. For <laughs> once a month. Uh, because another installment of Muffed Movies will be coming out before you know it. The final installment of Star Wars Return of the Jedi featuring my idiot roommate Mark Soloff and his friend Andy North. It's going to be enormous. That just about does it for this episode of Blaster Podcast. My guest today has been Sophie Schran. Sophie, do you have any final thirds? I would like to use you. <laughs> I would like to use your bathroom one more time. You've used my bathroom seriously four times. I have a very small bladder. What's wrong with you? I'm just a small person. (laughs) Good night, everybody! The Blaster Podcast theme song was composed by Stephen Poon. www.timecrashband.com